What's up, everyone? My name is JD Donnelly, and welcome back to another episode of the Gritty and Curious Mind Experience. Today on the show, I have one of my best friends growing up, River Pinardo. Uh, River and I grew up uh, through middle school together and high school. We swam on the varsity high school team uh, for swimming, and River is now currently enlisted in the Navy as an electronic technician. What's up, River? Nothing much, just making the best quarantine. Yeah, man, aren't we all, right? Uh, so how's it going down there? And, uh, what you're in Pensacola now? Uh, Pensacola, Florida. I'm down here for my first sea school to work on the aviation radars and it's not all that bad. We're locked down, so there's not much to do, but you just kind of got to make the best of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and now tell everybody how you got down to Pensacola, right? Because you started in Great Lakes, Chicago. Yes. Great Lakes, Illinois. So, when I enlisted in the Navy, I was first trying out for the special warfare programs. Unfortunately, they're very hard, and I didn't wind up making the cut for that. So, I fell into my backup, which was become an electronics technician. My A school was about seven months in uh, Great Lakes, Illinois. And then I did pretty good in my classes. So when I threw Spain at the top of my list, I got orders to Spain as a uh, Dasser Stars tech, and they sent me down to Pensacola to train to become a Dasser Stars tech. That's pretty cool, man. So so explain to everyone what that is. What, what, what do you say, the Dasser Star tech? Dasser Star tech. So that's the digital air, aircraft surveillance radar, and the STARS system is with how you it's like the software aspect of that so you've got the physical equipment and then the computer aspect that's really cool that's so high tech for me man i'm not a tech guy at all so better you than me honestly neither am i that's why it wasn't necessarily my first choice but you just gotta learn and adapt with it hell yeah man uh roger that right that's that's one of the biggest things and that's why you know one of the reasons why i want you on the show uh, you can adapt and overcome anything that you see, which is awesome. Yeah, I try my best. Not exactly to the level the Marines are at when it comes to that, but I like to think I can hold my own. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now uh, we'll stay on the military topic for a little bit more. When you were uh, up in uh, Great Lakes, Illinois, how was it with um, you know everybody else there? Like with, I know with the pre-buds and a lot of the other Navy guys, how was it going around with like, I know like all the egos, you know, a lot of big egos there, a lot of alpha males, a lot of, you know, strong women out there too. How was it, you know, being around everybody? I will say this. Pre-quarantine versus post-quarantine is a much different scenario as far as everything went because before the quarantine, tensions really didn't run all that high. I mean, Everybody got along more or less. Sure, you have people that, like, don't really take to each other because, trust me, when I tell you, the pre-buds do not like anybody trying to fuck with them and everybody else. Like, there's a lot of respect for those guys, but until you make it, you take a lot of shit in their community. Uh, There's petty stuff there. For the most part, everybody just, if you fuck with somebody, you get fucked with. And it's a back and forth, but yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, now, how was like the competition aspect of it, right? Because you guys work out all the time, uh, from what I'm, you know, from what I've heard, right? 
Uh, like I said, that's pre-quarantine. Everybody, it's not always a competition, per se, like the pre-buds, because they work out a lot more than the rest of them. Okay. Still significantly more physically demanding. Yeah. So they they work out a lot more than we do, and the competition with them is great. Like, I can see... And you see people that, like, they leave it all out there, as far as I can tell, because you see a lot of them come back in boots or on crutches. Uh, wow. But, yeah, just for anybody who's not in the special warfare community, though, you still need to stay in shape for your uh, physical readiness tests and everything. And that's why when they shut down the mandatory, because we all used to PT together. Okay. Uh, in different gyms or whatnot. You kind of, since quarantine, it's just been a matter of you need to PT by yourself and you kind of got to hold yourself accountable. Okay. So so now, you know, being a, a lifeguard, I'm kind of interested in all the workouts that you guys do, like all the PT and everything. Um, you know, is it like, obviously, I'm sure a lot of people think, you know, military working out, you guys probably do Murph every day. Um, what's that like, doing all those workouts? Um... One thing is the military is the most strenuous. It doesn't always mean it's like the hardest thing you do. Mm-hmm. It that more consistency and to keep everybody at the same close same love fitness. Everybody like is different when you join. You have some people ready, some people are not. And so you're not necessarily like performance house it is to make every scatting a good level gap. Yeah. Uh, so hold on one second. I think I think I think your audio is cutting out real quick. Um. All right. Let's try again. Go ahead. What were you saying? I'm sorry. The audio is getting a little uh, little blurry there. Uh, the main thing I was saying is it's especially in boot camp, and then afterwards, you're just trying to make sure everybody's physically fit enough to pass your PRTs and be at a healthy level. Like, it's not all you need to run a marathon every day or you need to, like, bench this or lift that. It's a lot simpler than you would think. It's just because it's more about the health aspect and less about the, like, breaking this record or winning this competition sort of thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and now and now that's kind of interesting for me because, I mean, obviously you guys are at a much higher standard than, uh, you know, we are on the beach, on the beach patrol, but... um. Like for us, they you know they make it a thing that everything's a competition. So I just assumed that um, that's what they did up there in the military. But I guess it's it's pretty cool that you guys try to stick as a team and not try to push past one or the, one or the other. Uh, I'm sure that builds a lot of uh, good team chemistry, which is probably super important for your job. The one thing I will say, as far as pushing each other, like I said, you've always got that different level of people. Like the people in like your alpha groups up top they're always pushing there's a lot of people who want to be the best during runs and different sort of things but I mean when it comes to like that's testing more or less but when it comes to like your group PT and stuff like that especially they don't do it so much once you're out of boot camp but especially in boot camp sometimes you gotta run with the slowest person you will pace off them and you'll just go longer and go harder until everybody's up to the level they need to be. Because it's more of a weakest link sort of thing. Like, I believe 
lifeguards, um, some of you guys are definitely in better shape than some of the people I know. But by that same token, uh, you could have somebody that's really just not working out, not looking good. With us, it was more or less you kind of got to get everybody up to where they need to be because if they're not doing their share, everybody's going to suffer for it. Yeah, and I mean, that that's, that's a strong team, right? I'd rather have, you know, I'm sure you agree with it, I'd rather have a team of all guys that are, you know, mediocrely good and, you know, pretty good and get the job done than two studs and then, you know, eight dogs. So well, I love that format of uh, how everybody should be, uh, you know, working out just as hard. That, that That's pretty cool to me. Yeah, like I said, that's how they try and, especially during basic, that's one of the things they try and promote heavily. Once you get out, um, loosens up a bit as far as that's concerned because you're kind of all on your own pace but yeah definitely in basic that was a big thing yeah that, that that's awesome that's awesome and now uh do you work out on your own at all or like tell us how your schedule works right so do you wake up and you start you know start hitting the weights or start running or um pre-quarantine obviously pre-quarantine and during quarantine give us that so pre-quarantine um Straight out of boot camp, I was still trying to maintain that level of fitness. Like, I think I was definitely peak fitness in high school because of cross country, swim, all that. I just had more reasons to be in shape. And it's easier to stay in shape when you're on your own schedule as well because you can eat the appropriate amount of this and that. And you're like not always worried about all this other stuff. But when you're in the military, you got other shit you have to do, and it's not always your number one. Like, not everybody in the military is ripped. Like, it's not exactly a high number either because people, your main concern isn't necessarily, like, what you look like or how fast or how strong you are. It's, am I getting my job done? Am I still, like, in shape enough for my PRTs? So that was the sort of thing. Uh, for me, though... I always tried I just kind of stuck with the basics for the longest time I tried to go out and run on the track I still knocked out basically push-ups sit-ups planks those were big things because they were covered in our uh, physical fitness tests but yeah you don't like when the gyms were open there was a lot of room for people who were like lifting and everything as well but uh, since the gyms have closed down it's back to basics, honestly. It's all like body weight workouts, whatever you can do with just yourself and limited equipment available. Yeah, I mean, you can you can get some killer workouts in with you know nothing. Uh, trust me, like I, I I know you know and I know and I know as well that uh, you can really you know tear yourself up with just your own hands and feet. But what I was trying to get at more with the uh, fitness aspect in the military, right? Uh, I'm a big David Goggins guy and. Uh, on the mental aspect of working out, right? Um, just getting that edge over everyone else from just pushing yourself harder from working out. And, you know, David always says, uh, you know, you can't really get success without pain. And I don't know if you guys really did that that much or looked at it that way. Um, but being a, a Navy guy, I'm sure everybody talks about goggles, right? It's funny you mention that. Uh, even the people who didn't know who David Goggins was going in, um, everybody became acquainted with him in boot camp because mm -hmm. our chief, our our chief RDC, 
Okay. He was a uh, big fan of David Goggins, honestly, and so they routine when we were shining boots or folding fold the ears or whatever the hell we were doing that day. He would put on some of David Goggins, and so we all became very acquainted with him very quickly. And uh, yeah, like more so in the spec ops community that holds more true but it's especially for like anybody in the military in general it depends what kind of person you are because not everybody wants to work out but the people that want to work out and they want to like put in the work to try and better themselves they're gonna do it and it's all mind over matter honestly it's just a matter of like getting yourself to start and keeping it consistent yeah awesome i love that man um and you know, me being such a David Goggins freak, I'm like, I can't even imagine what these Navy guys are uh, listening to about him. And, uh, you know, he's set such a such a high standard for a lot of them uh, in special ops. That's it's pretty cool. So so now uh, what I want to talk more about, too, is when you were going through your training, how did you mentally get through that? Uh, which aspect of training? Like, basic training or so, uh, C-Schools? So, like, uh, first we could talk about that month or two, I think it was, where you didn't have any communication with the outside world other than letters, right? How did you get through that coming from, uh, you know, the normal civilian life of having technology left and right to going to basically off the grid almost? Um, I will say this. That was kind of... Those first couple of days, like, those first couple of days, it's a bit of a culture shock almost because you're kind of like, what the hell did I get myself into? Yeah, real quick, can you, tell, can you tell everybody what, like, this was, uh, where you just went in without, you know, anything? How so? Like, 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 wh- like what's the name of this? Is it, is it just basic training? Like, what is it? Uh, it's just basic training. Boot camp, basic training for the Navy. It runs eight weeks. Okay. And um, basically what I had done was I had signed my contract and everything. And uh, family had dropped me off at the uh, MEPS station. So you stay in a hotel. They wake you up at four in the morning, send you through MEPS, which is just uh, military processing. And... You go to see all the doctors, everything, make sure you're good, and then they fly out to boot camp. And so you spend the first two days with no sleep. So you're about, I don't know, 50-some-odd hours without having any sleep. You're standing at attention. You're going through processing. You're picking up your gear, all this sort of stuff. And uh, that first night, they love to yell at you. I mean, that's just how it is. It's, I've seen worse, like, especially uh, a friend of mine who went through the Marines. He said their first couple of nights were a lot worse than what we had. But for me, it really wasn't all that terrible because I'm used to people yelling at you. That's just kind of a Jersey thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, nah, it, like I said, you kind of, it's kind of a shock because you're like, well, how the fuck did I wind up here? Oh, I bet. But, uh, you kind of fall, you fall into a routine pretty quick. I have good days and you have your bad days. 
But the one thing I will say is those first couple of nights, you got people arguing with each other. But uh, basically, everybody comes together sooner or later. Not everybody always gets on the same page, but you kind of you get people from all different backgrounds, all different kinds of people, and everybody comes together to make it work to get through boot camp. Okay, awesome, awesome. And were at any point where you like. I, I know you're not this kind of person, but were you like, oh my god, I need social media, or I need to talk to people on the phone, or text, or something like that? I will say this thing recently helped, but you can your your first three weeks, I believe, or it was first three weeks before you could get a phone call, and first four weeks before you could get letters. So those first couple of weeks really kind of sucked and everybody was looking forward to getting their first phone call, get a pay phone and you get a call. Uh, they're supposed to give you like 40 minutes to an hour. I believe we wound up having issues with only a minute time. And that really kind of sucked a lot. And it was to yeah, hold on. I hate to cut you off, but your um, your your connection's uh, going out again. Let me try to restart here. Okay. I'm. You're gonna have to do serious fucking editing. No, yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. We're still rolling. Um, but uh, yeah, you're good now. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Um, what what was that? I will say. So I was talking on that phone and talking to Sushia, and honestly, uh, really bad. You miss it, but it's really not all that important because you kind of take your mind off it by doing other stuff. Like you've got a blue check to make. You can worry you work. So like that was kind of. That you could like, you weren't really like trying to get information. You were just trying to get it sleep. That way, you weren't falling asleep during the next routine or whatever you had to do. Yeah, so you're just taking naps here and there, trying to read books, I guess, right? Not even naps so much. It was like because you had to stand watch at the door overnight, so like you weren't always getting that eight hours of sleep. Sometimes you had a four-hour watch during daytime. They were short, but uh, when you're running on low sleep and you're doing stuff throughout the day, working out and everything, you want as much sleep as you can get. Uh, oh yeah, I bet. Um, and and I'm sure how they're probably on you like like crazy, right? So you always got to be at attention, ready to go. It's not always at attention necessarily, but when they told you to do something, you did it. You did it quick, uh, and it's a lot of. It's a lot of information to process too, because you're kind of you're doing a bunch of different stuff. You're learning drill because you have drill inspections. You're learning how to wear the uniform, how to wear it properly. You're learning customs, rank and recognition. Like there's a bunch of different stuff that goes into it, and you just kind of gotta learn. Or if you then they dropped you for push-ups or scissor kicks or whatever the fuck they felt like having you do. And I'm sure that's a mental grind too, right? If you don't do something right, even if it's super small, you know, they'll punish you, right? 
It honestly, it all depends on what kind of RDCs you had, but they were well within their right to drop you for any kind of workout they felt like. And that's part of the thing I was always saying too about like trying to make sure your weakest link is up with you, because uh, a lot of times things became extended, or you had to do a lot more than you should have because you couldn't get uh, some of the guys who just weren't in shape like up to par. Yeah, yeah. So that's almost like uh, I think if you remember back when we swam together, if some guy or one person was dogging it, then we all had to go again, and that's probably that's that's probably the same thing there, right? Exact same thing. Oh man, that must be brutal. Uh, honestly, it really it wasn't that bad once we like because you figure out who needs the help and you help them, and uh, yeah. You really, you weren't really getting prompted too much by the RDCs, but the quicker you got that guy up to snuff, the better it was for everybody. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure your uh, um, your your hires probably didn't even really care about it. More or less, you guys caring about uh, in the group who's the dog and who's not, right? Because I'm sure you can make enemies and friends really fast because of that. Like I said, that goes back to, like, the whole thing. There's a lot of personality clashes, and not everybody got along. I liked the majority of the people there, but you can't like everybody, not all the time. But the big thing was, uh, and they preached it, too. I mean, it stands true to the Navy, as well as, like, just boot camp, too. But they always said one team, one fight, and it didn't always seem fair. It wasn't always fair, but you know what? You learned it, and you worked with it. Yeah, all, I'm sure. And now, I'm sure you learned this, uh, you know, coming in. But from what I heard is a lot of these uh, guys that joined the military, they learn to do the little things right. Um, I'm, like one story I heard that uh, this may have been uh, SEAL training in BUDS, uh, that the bed needed to be made perfect. If the bed wasn't made perfect the whole entire team was getting uh, punished or something. Or if the the dress or, you know, the gear you guys wear wasn't uh, worn to perfection, someone was being punished, right? So I'm sure that teaches everybody to do the little things right. Uh, did you experience this at all? It, you, yes, I did experience stuff similar to that, but but it all depends the level you can take it to because when it comes to doing it and everything, it's like it. you can do a lot of stuff right throughout the day, but if you – it's the details that really put you up, especially for certain stuff. Like uh, it's just like you said, the little shit. I mean, it's been a doggy for it, but say uh, – trying to think uh, what was it just for and this is like one of the most basic things just shine in your boots like especially during inspections or anything or anytime somebody sees you more so your higher ups are going to care but uh, enlisted can care too but like if your boots are just not necessarily if they're just like scuffed to shit then you're going to get called out on it you could get everybody drops for push-ups. Now, without a boot, it's not a big deal, but you can still catch some serious heat for that. And it's like, it's a small shit too. Like, you do evaluations and everything, and the difference between 
a must promote and a promote good full shit like just your attitude going into the days do you always show up on time or is you or are you always a little late like it all depends yeah yeah i'm sure and there, there's a great book i read um by admiral william mcraven uh he was a navy seal and he wrote the book i don't know if you've heard about it I th- i'm sure i mentioned it to you before uh it's called make your bed and it's basically the same principles of you know like you said shine in your shoes where uh you can't do the big things right until you do the small things right and that's a really cool uh thing that i read i don't know if you know anything about it do you Uh, never read the book, but his commencement speech, which is the same thing as essentially, uh, hold on, your, uh, your connection's going you just out again. start off the small shit. Alright, you there? Can you I'm here. Alright, it's that Navy connection we got going. <laughs> you know the little right? What happened? I'm sorry, I'm trying to... Yeah. Alright, alright, let's see if our connection's a little bit better now. How's this? Alright, there we go. Yeah. So, yeah, what I was saying was I heard the uh, commencement speech he did about making your bed and starting your day off with the small things and, like, it just sets the tone for the day and honestly it kind of holds true because if you like just do the small shit in the beginning of the day it just sets the tone for the day makes everything go smoother oh yeah 100 percent. and you know that's something i try to live by right um you know even back home uh whether i'm in college doing schoolwork or um in the summer uh you know lifeguarding it's like I wake up, try to make my bed. Um, you know, there's, t- there's, you know, I'll go on stretches where I don't and I leave that little things and I can see the difference from when, you know, I wake up and I do every little thing to detail perfect as much as I can. And, you know, throughout the day, I can see myself accomplishing more and more tasks well than, you know, some, some weeks or months stretches where I don't do those little things in the mornings and I'm not accomplishing as many tasks throughout the day. So I think that holds very true. Yeah, it really is. But on the flip side of that too, you can't get yourself worked up about every little thing either because like while accomplishing small tasks will set you up to like make everything easier. By that same token, if you have something that you just don't have the time to knock out or you're really just not feeling it, there's always more time to work on it and you don't have to do everything in a day. Like not everything's got to be, I got to stress about this and get this done right now because sometimes you just need to take your time with stuff. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, Sometimes you just got to settle down and focus rather than try to do as many things as possible. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. So, so now let's rewind a little bit and I wanted to ask you, you know, we went to high school and I know you're, you're a hard ass motherfucker, but, uh, you know, what made you join the Navy? Uh, well, it came around, I 
been thinking about joining the military come junior year. And honestly, it was kind of like, because when I was younger, I always wanted to like, I always wanted to not necessarily serve, but I always wanted to like do something like firefighter, Marine. It was just, when you're a little kid, you set those big goals or something. Of course, yeah. And like, when you, and as I got older, I was like, oh no, I'm going to go to like college. I'm going to do this. That could be like doctor, lawyer, this or that. I mean, that's all great too. Who knows? Still could, but it came around. I'm like, well, I'm in best shape of my life right now. And I could sit around talking about it all the time, or I could just say, fuck it and do it. And so that's kind of where I went with it. I was looking to join the Marines. Uh, didn't exactly like what they had to say. So I went and talked to the Navy and I had recruiters that explained everything to me, sold me on it a bit, and so I signed paperwork to join. That's awesome, man. And, you know, now now that I look back at everything and, you know, how we grew up, I don't see a job that fits you any better than this. I mean, you, you were always the tough guy in our group, that's for sure. Uh, I don't know. I think... Well, I still think even now, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do. You're never, like, stuck in just one box. But, yeah, I I will say this. I definitely didn't work out as much as everybody else, but I always like to fucking try new things. And I will say this, do the unexpected. And this was definitely unexpected for a lot of everybody. Yeah. De- they didn't exactly see this coming. Dude, I, I bet. I mean, I talk about, you know, joining the military all the time, and my mom just is like nope not you're not doing it and i remember talking to your mom before you went uh into the military and she was heartbroken how do you deal with that uh still dealing with it still a process because my younger brother he's actually looking to join the army soon uh probably after next year because he'll be a senior and then i was getting phone calls from i got a lot of phone calls actually telling me to convince him not to join telling my brother telling me to get my mom to calm down a whole bunch of stuff but it's a process the main thing is just when you're away call your family talk to your family it makes them feel better makes you feel better and uh as far as being homesick goes like you just kind of gotta roll with it especially because like not everything always works out because You've got leave, but leave doesn't always coincide with when you can go. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm sure that's such a mental toll on you, you know, being so far away from your family. And how long has it been now since you've been home? Uh, let's see. Let me think about that. You got... About seven months. Wow. And it's going to be even longer too, right? It's going to be about a year by the time you get home. Uh, it's going to be about nine months before I get to be back home again. Maybe. We'll see. But wow. then, like I said, it it all depends. I mean, there are people that go much longer without seeing their family, but like everybody's got their own struggles too with it because I know people who are going on about a year and a half without seeing their family. And it's tough for them because they got siblings. I got baby sisters, so, like, that's rough. And it's always nice to see your family, but 
you gotta make do with what you're fucking dealt honestly yeah man uh, I, I 100% and I have so much respect for you for that um, it, it's something really hard that I know a lot of people can't do Christ when I went to college uh, and I didn't see my family for a week that was brutal <laughs> Um, so I can't even imagine seven months and you're going to be in Spain for two years, right? Yes, I will be. Uh, hopefully we'll see how this quarantine fucks with shit, but no, I will say this though. I mean, seven months is bad, but like I was saying, especially for people, I've, I've been lucky enough to keep in contact with my family pretty consistently, but especially because I know some people that wind up on deployments, uh, I forget which ship it was, but there was a ship just recently that had their deployment pushed out. They're going over a year, I believe, on a deployment. They haven't seen their family, and it's tough for people because you can go a long time without seeing your family, and it's rough. But I've been lucky enough to at least stay in contact with them. Yeah, and that's, you know, at least you have that, right? You know, you could always have nothing. That, that's always the mindset you can have, right? At least I don't, At least I'm not that. Yeah, that's one good thing. It's like, we're so used to comparing ourselves to others now. Like, it's how come they can do this and I can't, or how come they got this and I don't. Sometimes it's just nice to, like, take a step back and even, especially in boot camp, actually, but, like, just in the Navy in general, it's really nice to, like, take a step back and just appreciate what you have or what you had, per se, because once you don't have it anymore, you fucking miss it. Oh, yeah, I bet. It's it's awesome. I mean, it's awesome that you're doing this, but it's also crazy that you have to go through it as well. Um, you know, thinking about all this, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, like I said, could always be worse. Just kind of gotta fucking roll with the punches. That's honestly how it is. Yeah, and um, you know, and I know you as a hard worker. So, little story to tell everybody back in high school, and uh, so so River joined the swim team as a senior so joining a high school sport as a senior is almost unheard of and a lot of the times hey, gotta put me on blast like that let the story let the story uh develop so so river joined the team and he made the team which was a feat in its own and once river made the team i'm going to be completely honest and sorry for this but river was not the best swimmer right i'm just going to be completely honest say he was not the best swimmer but being the captain and I watching River throughout the throughout the season, he went from not being able to dive in the pool to being one of our top swimmers in some of the relays. And in less than, you know, what was it, a couple months, he went from not being able to dive to dropping his 50 freestyle like six or, six or seven seconds. It was incredible. And watching River after every practice, we'd swim four to 5,000 yards of practice you know, we'd all be dead after practice and River would have our coach time him do a 50 freestyle. Like me just watching that is, was just incredible that he's got that much work ethic and he just works that hard. So that alone was awesome. And how hard, like how, how long have you been like that? I mean, I've known you pretty much our whole lives, but, uh, what what always is going through you mentally when you just put in that work? Uh, the one thing I will say is I wish, first of all, I wish I had joined junior year, uh, or before that, actually. 
but no, uh, I don't know. I've never been like, I was never the fastest. I was never like the strongest, but I always had hustle. And I would always try and put in the work. And like, that was the one thing was like, I might not be the best, but I'm going to keep trying to like do my, and uh, I don't know. I've been doing that since I was little, but I'll say this, especially in high school, because cross country kind of helped me a lot with that. It was just uh, personal progress. And the only thing I ever really kick myself for is I really do hammer on consistency now because back then I was consistent with it. Like I would put in the work really hard for a couple months, but then once the season ended, my big thing that I would wish I had done that I do was off season training and uh, I learned from that so now like I try and be as consistent as possible with whatever I do like I might not do as much as I used to and I might not go as hard but I'm a lot more consistent with it and it definitely helps your progress no matter what you're doing oh yeah consistency is definitely key um, you know if you take a break for something you're going to lose your progress and um, I mean, obviously, you can take little breaks here and there, but uh, you got to keep grinding and keep moving throughout uh, whatever you want to do to reach your goals. But I'll tell you right now, man, you, you helped us out a lot from that hard work. Um, help us win some meets here and there. So to everyone listening, always put in that extra work, right? You know, you swim 4,000 meters, do an extra 50. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it wasn't exactly feasible to do an extra 500, but you know what? fuck it just do what you can yeah yeah definitely and you know i keep going back to goggins and, and willink uh jock and willink and i'm going to be doing this throughout the whole podcast too so to all listeners uh be prepared for that but um one of my another favorite uh david goggins thing is uh you know have that dog mentality you know never get full right so you, an nfl player set his goal saying uh you know he wanted to be in, he wanted to be in the nfl as a kid and then once he got there he lost his drive right um you just keep having that drive. If you become a doctor, become a better doctor. If you run a 5K, run a 10K. Just keep progressing and never be satisfied with where you're at. So the never satisfaction uh, ideal, how is that going to relate to you in the military, right? Like, So I know you're an electronic technician uh, at the moment, but how do you grow from here? Um, well, here's the thing. You can always strive to do better. I mean, I'm not saying rest on your laurels, but do take every once in a while, I will say this, and this really does help people because it even helped me. If you feel like you're not like accomplishing what you want, because everybody sets goals and people set some pretty lofty ones, just take a step back and like just look at what you have accomplished because sometimes that helps you with the drive to keep going and like just motivation. But uh, nah, as far as for me in the military, it goes right now the immediate steps are complete my c school uh get out to spain try and get qualified as quickly as possible get my quals and uh hopefully i'll make third class in february that's the next step i got quite a few years left on the contract as of now so there's plenty of room for me to improve uh just try and max out the pt scores get good reviews honestly and keep moving up the ladder just do my job to the best of my ability 
yeah, that's all you can do. That's all you know. Any of us can do is you know do the best that we can do at whatever we're doing at the current moment. And I, uh, and I, you know, will say that to anybody for any job that they're doing. Right, you're only as good as the job you're doing at the moment, and the effort you're putting in for that job. That's true. Uh, yeah. yeah, I will say this because like, doesn't matter what the hell you're doing either. It's like. You could be doing a really shitty job, but if you're excelling at it, you're not going to stay there forever. You're going to move up, but uh, you could have a really great job and just be doing shitty at it. That's somebody that's resting on their laurels. So, like, that person that's always wants it more will get it because they're going to put in the work for it. Yeah, man, 100%. It's uh, the, the bridge between talent and your goals is hard work damn straight yes sir all right man uh i think we had a uh, pretty good conversation going here uh and i just wanted to say thank you so much uh, you know f- from my from from being one of my best friends and just from being a uh, uh a huge supporter of the military thank you so much for uh everything that you do in uh, s- serving us uh you know it means more than the world to me man thank you so much Anytime. And, uh, Take care, brother. Yeah, of course. And you can plug uh, something real quick at the end. Is there's anything you want to tell to the to the listeners? Uh, I don't know how many listeners have military friends or anything, but trust me, just check on them. Uh, phone call means the world sometimes. All right, man. Awesome. Especially in and the isolation. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. Thank you so much for uh, getting on the show. This was awesome, dude. Anytime. Thanks for having me. All right, buddy. Have a good one, man. You too.